0: Call it Master Power. Da, 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 da. Some guys got it, some guys don't. has got it. Gray skull Castle. But keeping it is a powerful hassle. Skeletor wants the castle too. With Jawbridge, lasers, trapdoor. Yeah. Shoot, wouldn't you? Maybe he'll get it. Maybe he won't. It's Master Power. Da, 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 da. Some guys got it, some guys don't. Yeah. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of the Universe Collection. You put it together. Action figures each sold separately. From Mattel. Got it? Hey everyone ever and welcome to 20th Century Pop, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. Uh, my name is Tim Blevins, my co-host is normally Bob Canning, and today we don't actually have a new episode. Um, as we mentioned last week, this uh, this podcast is going up uh, every other week now. It's a new schedule, at least for a little while. But uh, to supplement that, to, to, to fill in the empty spaces, we're going to be posting some uh, bonus episodes of maybe quick conversations or, or flashbacks to, to older episodes of the show. And today, uh, today for our first uh, new bonus episode, we're posting a blast from our past uh, of a podcast of, uh, uh, about the past. Um, we're bringing you episode nine of this show uh, when Bob and I... Took a look at the filmation cartoon He-Man and the uh, Masters of the Universe, specifically an episode entitled The Taking of Grey Skull. Um, now this episode of our show originally aired on March 16th, uh, 2017, long before the advent of any of our post-production practices. So as a result, it might sound a little muffled or have a garbled sound due to audio drift issues so common to the early days of this podcast. Uh, We hope, however, that you might still be able to find it, uh, find it insightful and and informative Um, again, because it's a rerun. Uh, A rerun, I don't know. Look, we'll be back next week to celebrate the 25th anniversary of a possibly punk album that best reflected where Bob and I were at in 1994. But uh, until then, uh, here's this again. The so one thing I, that that's, I was excited to see before we get into, I guess, the birthday is the opening sequence. Okay. The opening sequence of the show, just with the, the little film, filmation credits, and then you get yeah. this familiar narration where uh, Prince Adam walks and addresses the camera directly. He's got the music playing behind him. Um, and that I was actually excited to see that opening bit because it, it sets up the show you know, it makes any episode of the show an entry level show because he tells you who he is, tells you the setup with the power sword and 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 the villains, the, the fabulous secret powers. Yes, <laughs> they are pretty fabulous. That's true. And he is. not that
1: what he exactly says, two, or did I, did I write that fabulous, down? Right?
0: No, I think it's fabulous secret powers were re, were revealed to me, and then he holds up <laughs> yeah. the sword. But um. No, it it works because if I'm remembering right, and I was I went, you know, I was trying to rack my brain to remember. There's no real origin story to He-Man on the cartoon. There's no real origin episode for any of this um, shit in the show. Really, I mean, you don't get. I mean, I guess in this episode we get a, like a line or two. You don't get like how Gray Skull was built or. How Prince Adam became He-Man, was he He-Man first, was was he Prince Adam, whatever. So that little introduction at the beginning with with like this very triumphant music and everything, I liked that. And I think as a kid, I liked that he was talking to me. I think breaking the fourth wall was a big deal for me as a kid. I know it was mostly in comedies, but the fact that this character was talking to me as a child as yeah. I watched this, I, I, th- that that made me, I kind of settled into that pretty quick. That was kind of nice. Sure.
1: I have a I have a strong reaction to a lot of uh show openers <clears throat> because I think that's the thing that is the same with with everything from your childhood. The episodes are going to be different, but that opening is always the same and and so yeah, I always have like a, a just like a sense memory to to hearing it and seeing it. Like I don't think I've seen the Filmation logo in forever.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I saw that logo. and I was like,
1: "Oh, that's such a great logo." That's and, weird. And and just remembering it
0: and I think something about that, like this cartoon having credits and having names on it, like that set something into motion in my mind. Because when I used to make little um, like a uh, little videotape movies with my parents, VCR camcorder. And even before that, probably because I would do almost cinematic, you know, I would stage how I played to my action figures with, you know, like a plot and music and everything. I think I would always think of that little Filmation, you know, like kind of like a child's version of a spikely joint or whatever. It's just kind of like there was something very, yeah, something really resonated with seeing that again. So, yeah. But you're right. This re- this happened with the Voltron episode too, and probably with a lot of stuff we'll talk about from childhood. The reoccurring segment that you would tune into every day, five days a week, and every week throughout the year. Um, that might be, oh, you know, in most cases, the most memorable piece of any of this nostalgia from our childhood. Yeah. Um, And going right in from that, it goes to a pretty nice uh, title card. Um, You get, like, this painted background. um, I think it was of Castle Grayskull with the title of the episodes. And I remember those always being cool. You know, I always kind of like that. You you know, it's like a a very moody. It kind of reminded me of, I don't know if you watched the Batman animated series in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, they would always start the episodes. Yeah, with these beautiful, just moody, artistic little images and, and, and... I don't know, it made me, you know, the watercolors, the palettes kind of grim. And, you know, that made me start thinking that maybe this, you know, the show did have probably good background. Something about the show right. was well animated. So, so yeah, that tit- the opening credits and the title card were obviously nice starts. But, yes, getting into this idea of a birthday, the first thing <laughs> we're kind of handed is a character that I think in the first half, if I'm remembering right, you're not a fan of I am a fan of. Correct.
1: Uh, uh Orco, I never never cared for
0: Orco. He didn't like his little mirror bit at the beginning where his ref- like the O falls off his shirt and his reflection reaches out to pick it up and he kind of That was you know, a-
1: That was okay. That was fine. But just Orco in general and then the rest of the storyline uh and, and I had forgotten and I'm going to jump ahead. I mean, we'll get to it and we'll talk more about it. But I'd forgotten his bit at the end. I think that's at the end of every episode where he gives us a lesson. Maybe that's why I didn't care for or- Orko. I didn't want him telling me how to live my life.
0: He, he had some very, uh, at the end of every episode, there was always a educational lesson. And Orko gave the one in this episode. But that it wasn't always him. I think it was u- usually whichever character had the focal point of the episode. There's a focal something. point? Orko doesn't have the focal point of this episode. Well, I think in this one, since there was no moral, as we'll see when we get <laughs> into the story, there's no morals or things that children could actually practice in their regular life. Um, Orko is, built, is made a, uh, a birthday cake by Chef, I forget his name. Chef Allen. Chef Allen, uh the Attornian <laughs> palace chef, makes him eventually a birthday cake, and I guess he eats too much because that's what they use at the end, where he gives you a lesson, um, which again we can talk about at the end, which is kind of it's not so much don't eat sweets, it's know your limits. It, think, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now is Chef Allen a recurring character? I, I could not find him in the list of, <laughs>
0: yeah, of the- <laughs>
1: he-man characters
0: was he just brought in for this special episode that, that's my guess i mean i don't recall <laughs> there being adve- other adventures where a chef was needed or where someone had to, to quickly stir something i love um, i love how he's just referred to like we should know who he is like he's
1: like he's talking he's he's asking you know he's trying to get people to wish him a happy birthday but they're pretending that they don't know it's a special day and orco's all of a sudden like oh i know I'll go see Chef Allen.
0: <laughs> as if as if there's a child yeah. out there whose dream isn't to be, you know, isn't to be He-Man, isn't to be, you know, um <laughs> a leader like Tila or good with machines like uh Man at Arms. It's it's to be just like Chef Allen yeah. sitting there with his uh frying pan action action figure, happy that, <laughs> oh, Chef Allen's making appearance. Because and we were talking in the first half about the commercialization of the show. It is true, like watching this episode you know, waiting to see, well, which character, which of the toy characters is going to show up? Because you always have the core team of, I think, He-Man, uh, Tila, and Man-at-Arms are right. kind of your core group. And then, you know, whenever they have to go do something, usually they'd round up some random character with, you know, in this episode it happens to be Ram Man, an individual who can ram things with his head. Yes. But um, so Chef Allen kind of fulfills, I guess, that role. Um, except that, yeah, there's no real reason for him to speak. There's no real reason to have him. And there's something about the animation of chef Allen. It's very unnerving. Yeah. Like all the background characters in Eternia look like that, but that animation made me a little uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't know how old Orko is, but I feared for his (laughs) safety in that scenario. Um, but Orko, I, I feel like a lot of cartoons, I don't know if they still do this, but he's kind of like the kid character. I feel like shows a lot of times had like this kid character or, or, or sidekick. You know, there were the Wonder Twins, I guess Robin from Batman and Robin. Uh, there's Bat might Batman has a lot of kids in his world. Um, yeah, we won't keep Bob on, yeah, on some episode. I mean, it's Chef Allen, is probably well versed in that, but. Mm. You know, like, um, or I guess there's, like, that robot T-Bob on mask. Anytime someone has a pet chimpanzee, even the Ewoks. I mean, these characters, these kid-friendly characters that seem kind of pushed into the story to, I don't know, for younger kids to relate to or to give it some sort of adorability factor. I happen to always like those characters growing up, strangely. Like, I was a fan of, like, Snarf and a fan of these comical little characters but orko is you know we were talking before about the serious he-man and like the way you played with the figures seemed to be a more serious storyline than this cartoon orko definitely contributes to the lighter heartedness of the show and he's not part of the plot the main plot but he is kind of the first thing we see and i, I think kids were yeah. supposed to like him but you always had an adverse uh reaction to him you were not a fan
1: yeah no not a fan I didn't care for um his his hijinks. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I didn't. I never purchased uh, an Orco toy, or never asked for one. Um, yeah, I. I much preferred the the adventure side of the series of the show than the what's this little mystical being going to do to screw things up.
0: So he, yeah, he really didn't work for you. Then did you find yourself frustrated with other shows like like the character of Snarf? If you watched the Thundercats or any of these characters, were you often annoyed by like the child character or the comic relief of these shows? No, I think it's on a, like a case by case basis. Um,
1: you know, there are times where it I think is an obvious um, addition. And it's they're there specifically to add the comic relief and and that sort of thing. And if it's more subtle, I, I don't think I'd be bothered by it. I mean, you mentioned a couple there. Um, I didn't really watch. Uh, you mentioned Mask. I didn't watch that one uh, mm-hmm. often enough to really have uh, an
0: opinion. It like, yeah, it was like a little robot that that yeah. the kid had. That you know, I mean, was kind I'm of like just
1: trying three, to think yeah. of like the Saturday cartoons and and weekend car- cartoons that I would watch. And a lot of them were older, uh, like Scooby Doo or, or mm-hmm. Looney Tunes. Um, so I don't know if I had a lot of shows. They were either older uh, like that or they were all kid characters. Okay, um,
0: something like, like a DuckTales or something like that. Like a
1: DuckTales or when I was younger, Smurfs, you know, that kind of mm-hmm.
0: thing. Okay, yeah. No, <clears throat> then it sounds like the show you're watching, maybe Orco, was the. Was the rarity in that I, um, which I guess works in your favor? Did you like any of the characters that were on this episode? You know, we're we're given He Man, we're given Battle Cat, Man at Arms, Tila. Did any of them kind of? Yeah, I
1: mean, I like all of them. You know, and again, coming at it from a a toy line perspective, um, I I enjoyed all of them. Um, I would have loved to have seen a couple more characters. I think you know, I was a little let down that all we got was Ram Man and. My memory of Ram Man was pretty much non-existent. I guess because I don't remember him being anything like he was in this uh, episode. I mean his his characteristics, his ramming ability. I, I I've got that cold, but the way he talked. Oh, see, he was I do you remember
0: that? You do. He was well. He was one of the first figures I got, so I think when he was on the show, I was excited to see him. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a basically Rocky Balboa. Yeah. With one more hit to the head than he's gotten, <laughs> and, I and
1: I guess uh, that makes
0: sense. You know, it this... doesn't it? Doesn't because kind of like if that's your special ability, you should be resilient to that <laughs> or not do it. I mean, if if your thing is I hit things with my head, which you want to talk about the lessons at the end of the episode. The one episode, Ram Man gave a lesson on that was it not to do that. <laughs> really, kids, be careful. Don't go hit. Yeah. Oh I, my goodness. Which again is, is you know do as I say, not as I'm doing in this cartoon. Seems to be that. But I like Man-at-Arms. He's a nice kind of father figure to everyone, it seems. It seems. He's uh, Tila's father. I don't know if I knew that. I think he's adopted. I think she's adopted. I think Ah. it's her adopted father. I'm not positive. I don't know if that's something that was maybe later. But yeah, um, they have that relationship. Teela's is an important character. I know she doesn't. This isn't a good episode for not her. for her. So no, she has to do is be rescued, which made me think: Did she ever do anything besides needing to be rescued? Like they make her, I think she's like the commander of the royal forces or something. Like she has a high ranking position, right? She's important, and she does go into battle, you know, without thinking about it. But yeah, she she gets rescued a lot.
1: Yeah, in this episode.
0: In this episode, and that's why I'm wondering, did she always? Because yeah. it's nice that she's there. And again, I think it's important. It was important for me, at least as a kid, that she was there. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I assume Princess Leia is sort of the template um, for that character in these. Yeah, I think a lot of times stuff like this, it's male fantasy. You know, Dungeons and Dragons is a cliche, but it's like someone brings their Dungeons and Dragons story to the script meeting, and that's what you get. So it's a lot of like guys running around with swords and stuff. I think it's important to have like Tila, you have the sorceress evil in. those are really the only female characters I can think of that reoccurred. But as a kid, having their presence on the show mattered. Um, it gave it a fuller environment. It it, 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 it made it more approachable to me, but yeah, I do wonder, did she ever get to do anything? Or was her story always, I'll run in to try something, but I'm going to need help because, uh, you know, bring in He-Man. Because it's his show, ultimately.
1: Yeah, ultimately. I mean, if we take this uh, episode as our guide, that's pretty much all she did. Um, There was some magnificent stuff in this one for her. What did she do? She fell down a cliff. She fell down a cliff? Or into the white hole, which we haven't brought up yet. The magnificent Whitehall. There's so much I want to talk about, Tim.
0: Well, let's go into the plot then. I think <laughs> I, I think we need to. Unfortunately, there's not much of one, so we can get through this pretty quick. <laughs> um, but the show it basically has a call to action. They're in the palace, and then something something strange is going on in another town. They give it a name, I forget what it is. So um, our heroes Basilia. kind of facilia out. Basilia. Oh, well done. What made you what made you remember that? notes well you're
1: always taking notes man you've got so many notes you know so much about what we've watched and i felt like i should
0: have some actual facts and terms written down that's great actual facts i'm glad facilia is considered a fact (laughs) that's the fact um, of this of this episode yeah what are they called there for i they they wind up fighting i guess a tornado yes they basically said some odd things are happening which is that was it it was just some
1: strange happenings are going on in Basilia. Let's, let's go. So yeah, he man has to, or, or excuse me, Prince Adam has to become he man. And uh cringer has to become battle cat and nobody else needs to get stronger. Tila man at arms. They're all perfectly well-prepared as is. And then they all traveled to Basilia.
0: I mean, maybe just, when they, they do it all. When they get dressed, when they're up in the morning, they empower <laughs> yeah. themselves. Adam White's, yeah, they they travel to Basilia and yeah they fight a tornado, and this scene I mean this and wins like, and, win, and wind and <laughs> wind, um this this scene it's exciting I think I mean I I think as a kid it was exciting it's definitely mysterious because you're right strange going ons the theme of this episode is really no theme no plot like they they don't ever really tell, tell you us. what's happening. There's no there's no people it's just wind and rocks
1: and lightning maybe I can't remember if the lightning came up at this point um yeah. and it, it's funny like I remember everybody had a chance to do uh something to a rock uh there was a punching of a rock there was a ramming of a rock um Wait, who rammed the rock
0: ram man okay and whom who whom whom Man armed the rock. Which one was that? <laughs> um, yeah, there's no villains here, really. No, not no really. Weather, um, which again i i do I do think watching it, I bet that would have been though exciting as a kid. I like. I don't remember this episode. This was.
1: You know what stood out during story. these moments for me? Um, was the? I mean, the, the animation wasn't great, but the colors were bright and the costumes were cool and i think that's as i was watching it i was like i this this is probably what kind of drew me to it because i just thought like the, the the visual well the animation wasn't great the visual was interesting to me there was a lot of dynamic colors um with their their outfits and all their outfits are pretty interestingly unique and and i thought that was neat to watch and to see it in action yeah i think as a kid that would have been fun
0: so what it is a much better designed show than I remember. You're right. The colors are very right. vibrant. Again, the backgrounds are always so beautiful. And some of those backgrounds are very familiar. Yeah. The shots of the palace, they would always use the same backgrounds when we eventually get the Castle Grayskull, those images are the same, but they're still, they're, they're glorious looking images. And, you know, for a show that's limited in animation, I think it's because they reuse the same movements. And I think, I notice it now. I didn't as a kid. A lot of times, no one's moving except for their mouth. So it's a close-up right. on He-Man, and his mouth moves. Maybe his eyes dart back and forth, and that could be creepy. But it, I don't know. It, it works. It works enough. I notice it now. But you're right. The 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 colors and the costumes. This is a fun show to watch. Yeah. Like, the animation is not as awful as I thought. Um, so yeah, I, I was really into this this fight scene. Yeah. Uh, that was going on. And it's and in watching it, this I remember is He Man most of the time, because He Man's usually the one who saves everyone and defeats everyone. It's um rarely is it with his sword, never is it where with a gun. He, he most of the things he he does, he does with his strength. Sometimes I think there's other episodes where it's a little more involved, but like he I think he wrestles the tornado right or he goes the opposite he, direction. He spins it on his sword. So he is using his sword there. He he uses his sword to sort of
1: spin it in the air. He spins his sword in the air to create a a duplicate uh, tornado, I guess, that sucks in the killer tornado. And then he pushes with his sword the tornado into the atmosphere. And it takes his sword
0: with him. Which I, he doesn't notice, does he, right away? He's not bothered it's, it's, by it. Notices, nobody is, is it.
1: bothered by it. He's just like, ah, I lost my sword. It's the sword that gives you your power. You know, I was really put off by the fact that nobody really seemed bothered by the fact that he didn't have his sword. The the sword of power
0: is no he longer with him. Okay. And it, it, it just disappears from his hand. There isn't like something, nothing grabs it. Right, I, I don't remember that. It does. Rolling.
1: It reappears. Did you notice that it reappears briefly when they return to the
0: castle? That piece of animation. He's wearing a sword. Yes, his very iron cross-designed <laughs> chest plate. Did they, does he man's design bother you a little bit? In given the title way? of the program, <laughs> um, that's an iron cross on his chest plate, right?
1: You know it. it I did not uh, see it that way. It didn't stand out to me um, as
0: uh, as a cross. Because later, like I think in the comics, and, and then definitely in the, the reboot, I think from two thousand two, they give him an H, I think, on his chest plate. Okay. Every I and I remember this as a kid when I would you know draw pictures of He Man and on the figure, I always saw it as an iron cross. An iron cross is a Nazi insignia insignia of the third reich he's this blonde haired muscle-bound man i i mean it is a stretch to say this in the cartoon obviously but the fact that the cartoon versus like in the original action figures this idea of masters of the universe it was kind of like you know have the power sword you master the universe there was no reason for the show to be called masters of the universe outside right. of the toy line so there is this weird I don't know. It's just floating out there. I don't think it's the actually what they're intended. But there is just this weird Superman, blonde hair, master of something, shadow hanging over the show. Yeah, it's not something I picked up on in the least
1: uh, as, a, as a youth.
0: And, and probably I, and not I now. Didn't I didn't mean, catch it
1: strange, now either as a post-youth.
0: Yeah, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, let's, you know, there's nothing to actually talk about because it's probably not intended. It just seems the, the the for some reason the image on his chest plate, even as a child, has always it's weirded me out a little bit. I'm gonna have to go back and look at it because
1: it's never really stood out to me. Like I didn't I didn't even know there was an H at some point.
0: Um, I think just, so. Maybe, uh, and maybe I'm misremembering all of this. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But um to to the stick with the plot. Well, uh, I mean we, now you're talking about the white
1: hole, Tim. Now I'm starting to <laughs> to wonder maybe you're on to something here.
0: Um it's secretly <laughs> encoded in, in our Masters <laughs> of the Universe show. Um No, we find out that uh hit lore has opened a white <laughs> hole. So they get back to so yeah, He Man loses his sword. They get back to the palace after this fight scene, and Orko, I guess, is freaking out, telling him, "It's gone! It's gone! Castle Grayskull's gone!" Did he, I no, guess he doesn't point, say.
1: This is a thing I don't like about Orko. He doesn't it's, say it's gone. Castle Grayskull has disappeared. He just rolls, runs around, goes up to everybody who, everybody else who, by the way, is trying to have a conversation with each other, and is like, "It's gone! It's disappeared! It's gone!
0: It's disappeared!" They're all ignoring him, though. No one will listen to him. But he's him not again. saying anything. He's saying something disappeared. Obviously, he's shooken up. Someone could. I mean, are they still playing? Because the whole setup at the beginning is they're all pretending to not remember it's his birthday because he's having a surprise party. Having just fought a, a, a spinning sentient tornado and having just lost his sword, are they still doing that bit of not acknowledging it's his fucking birthday? That's, that's the, uh, that's the uh, impression I was given. Because eventually, I, I don't remember how it happened, but eventually he does get it out that Castle Grayskull has gone missing, just like He-Man's sword. Yes. And I do they connect that at that point? Well, if my sword is disappearing, maybe the castle is also disappearing.
1: They they do. Not only do they do that, and I wish I had written this entire speech down, but Man at Arms basically takes a look at this glowing orb, this white hole. And puts it together that clearly Skeletor is up to no good. He must have found a neutron star and got the sorceress to do mumbo jumbo Jim with this neutron star and cause it to disappear. And I think he even said why
0: he would have done that. He gives a bit of a monologue, a bit yeah. of a presentation, and I guess then the idea is they have to go into it to rescue – because the sorceress, this bird-costumed character who watches over Castle Skull, is also missing.
1: Right. So And she, just, he, she does some sort of telepathy. She, like, superimposes her face on the white hole that, that leads He-Man to believe
0: he must follow that face into the hole. She doesn't speak, that's true. No, but then yeah. you see her face. It's trippy, sort of. It's it's so weird. But uh so he is it He Man, Tila, and Battle Cat, do they all go into the white hole? They do. And
1: here's the thing Tila says, I'm coming with you. At least as I remember it, she says, I'm coming with you. And the three of them go. And He Man and Battle Cat jump in, and she
0: falls in. Yeah, she falls in.
1: Which I just Sorry. I'm like T- you just established that you're following them. I don't understand why that had to happen.
0: Because she's not a skill. That's too mm, bad. It is too bad. But you know, as she's going in, there's a, v- a surprisingly deep, meaningful character moment where Man at Arms' eye tears up. Like he and I think it's Orko are there, and like I think Orko says, "Oh, I hope they, I hope they get back" or something. And Man at Arms says something along the lines of "Meet you." And there's a little tear under his wow. eye because he just watched Tila Jump into the white hole, and that's that. I was like, that's deeper than I recall the show because he doesn't say my daughter. You know, this is something right. we have to bring to the episode to know that it's his daughter and that he's bothered by. It. I thought that that's a very nice, subtle in the show that just gave us science on how this is working. That's a subtle gesture of the show. I, I mm. that, that touched me enough to care about Man at Arms. I don't remember liking Man at Arms as a kid. I love that character seems very important to the show.
1: He seems to be more in charge than He-Man, you know, because he has the knowledge. He's the one that comes and tells them something's going on in the other town. He he plans, you know, the, the the rescue of that town, I guess. And, yeah, he just seems to be more grounded than the rest of them.
0: Well, my guess is that he's a mentor to Adam, to Prince Adam. And since he's one of the, at the opening credits, tells that Man-at-Arms, Orko, and the Sorceress are the three who know um that Prince Adam is also He-Man. So maybe that's maybe that's a, a remnant of Prince Adam in He-Man's mind to also just always defer to him. Like he is sort of the leader. Like he's, he is sort yeah. of for all of them. Why does Orco know? <laughs> I mean what what benefit is it to having Orko know that Prince Adam is, is He-Man? Is it because he's a magical creature?
1: It's probably because um there's episodes where, oh my
0: gosh, is about to give it away. Okay. So for comical reasons, uh Prince Adam said, Hey, I'm He Man and Oracle <laughs> believed it. Understood understood. No. It's kind of hinted at an episode that I think his mom Prince Adam's mom knows too. Queen Marlena, I think, oh. has figured it out or says something. Interesting. But um maybe <laughs> but the focus <laughs> on this episode. Yes, they jump into the white hole and where they come out is this trippy dimension. And I loved this segment so much. As did I. Yeah, yeah right. It's just, it's it's like a 1960s Jack Kirby yeah. Silver Surfer comic or something. It's just the backgrounds are ridiculous. It's creepy. It's one of those things where up is down, left is right. Everything's a path into nothing. And, you know, you see shots of them kind of just running around just in silhouette, which is a very nice piece of animation. Yeah. There's no setup to how they get in there. There's no real explanation. None at all. where they are. And it's just, I don't know what I would have made of this as a kid, but this gave me like these chills of kind of like, I bet this would be cool to wake up at one in the morning and put this <laughs> sequence on. Yeah. I like it's how fun. at one point they just know that they have to get
1: past these, these creatures. And then it cuts to these, like this tunnel with tentacles. Yeah. And then they go inside those tentacles and there's like these serpent creatures and they fight them for a while. And I, I love, did you catch how He Man um, he pulled Tila away from one? Tila, again, getting caught by a, a serpent creature. Uh, he basically, I think, stuck the serpent's tail in its mouth. Oh, really? I that's that's how I saw it. It was, you know, it's a little weird. You don't know, you know, like you're saying, what's up and down, but it looked like
0: that's what he did. He grabbed the tail and replaced Tila with the guy's tail. The sequence, it's great. I, I don't I don't remember sequences like this in the show. I'd be curious if more had this. Because, you know, I said it at the begin earlier, I think, too. It just has the feeling of whoever wrote or designed or is animating this, it's just kinda like, I've played Dungeons and Dragons, uh, here's some stuff we did, and just throw it in there. You know, like with you know, instead of like, let's make a kid show, here's some some creepy traditional Frank Frazetta shit or something. And I yeah, I just I this I would watch this show. <laughs> I'd watch this <laughs> Adventures in Far Out White Holland or where, wherever <laughs> they are show. And again, there's no explanation for what's going on, but they find Castle Grayskull. I think right, it's floating they there do. or something. They do, and then this is where we finally see the villain, right? The in on the throne. The sorceress is trapped. He's just sitting there. There's no reveal. They already knew to expect him. Like, you don't get the, well, who's behind this? Oh, it's Skeletor. Movement. They've already figured it out.
1: Right. Man-at-arms figured that out by seeing the glowing orb.
0: <laughs> the white the, the white hole. And there's no setup to Skeletor's plan or really what he's doing. Right. Did you catch he, he refers to this as his dimension? He says, you're in my dimension now. Mm-hmm. It's like there's, there's there's some hints of something going on, but yeah, they don't, There's no. There should be, regardless of how I I like this trippy, unexplained aspect. There should be four seconds of explanation somewhere in this episode that Skeletor stole stole something and transported the castle, or uh, who you know, or keep the mystery of who is behind this. It's like there's no mystery setup or drama to this.
1: (laughs) No, and there's there's little drama to to what unfolds when you're there as well um they they sort of peters out yeah they they sort of try and make it interesting at first when they talked about the sorcerer said that my powers work in reverse here my powers work in reverse and so i'm like oh wow that's interesting they're gonna have to do something different and unexpected but then when they started using their powers um it was pretty normal everything moves (laughs) forward um, the only thing I think they were trying to tie in as moving in reverse was that she had to get Skeletor next to a mirror and kind of blast him through the mirror. But even that, like her blast had to pass him to reach the mirror and bounce back to him. So this whole reverse kind thing.
0: kind of interesting. I
1: <laughs> guess. Uh, but uh, and yeah. And then the other thing, too, is. As they're walking through this uh, interdimensional landscape, there's this glowing red orb following them the whole time, which added to to the the interesting coolness of of that segment. Oh, and then right, it just turns, yeah, it just turns out to be the sword. It ends he's up yeah, it ends up kind of hovering over He Man, and it materializes into the sword at the exact moment
0: that he needs it. But I guess they knew that. Like he's not. I don't surprised. think they did. I don't know how they could have possibly have known that. Yeah, I, this episode, I if I mean, I don't think it is, because I'm sure they didn't overwrite an episode of the show ever. But I feel like, did they just take out plot points so we could see more of this dimension, which I'm fine with?
1: Well, if they took anything out, it was to show more of Orko's birthday. <laughs> if we will get to that, we will get to
0: his <laughs> birthday. Um, but how about, how about how he saves the day? How about how he puts everything right? Um, you mean by having Skeletor run away? <laughs> no. He he does, but he, oh, lifts, yeah, he lifts the fucking the castle. castle. He yeah. lifts
1: the castle. He even says <laughs> at one point, uh, this is the fulcrum point, and starts smashing at it. And then he starts to lift it, but he can't quite lift it. So he summons the sorceress and asks her to give him a little extra strength. And then he lifts the entire castle and the bedrock that it's on and throws it out of the white hole dimension and it's a perfect shot. It lands back in their dimension, right in the same place
0: it belongs. Yeah. Well, and here, here's where I think the episode mix messed up. <laughs> you could rationalize what's happening by saying it has something to do with the dimension they're in, or the fact that he's at the base of Castle Skull. They don't, but maybe something funnels enough power into him that way. This episode sets itself up that it could almost be an origin story, either of Castle Greyskull, of the power sword of where He-Man's power comes from, because the sorceress says a few like a line i think about how you know the skeletor wants to steal the castle the castle is where you derive your power if this show and it it wasn't it never was But if this show was interested in building a mythology and history through repetition this could have given you that like the secret of castle Grayskull, because it should be a climatic deal that oh skeletor finally did it because what does he always want to do he wants to either get he-man or get Castle Grayskull, and he did. Yeah, <laughs> he's got it in his dimension. There should have been some weight to this, and I feel like they could have maybe explained. Well, He Man can pick it up because it's a different dimension; things work differently. The castles right here. I, I don't, you know, I don't know why he can throw it perfectly and no furniture falls over, but I just don't. That is kind of missing, and yeah. I'm sure I wasn't looking for that as a kid. I was never looking for their origin stories as a kid, or I would just make them up in my mind. But now I think maybe it's because cartoons now do give you backstory on everything. I feel like every kid's cartoon I watch, I mean, I enjoy it, but there's always a healthy amount of where people come from, who they are. That This show doesn't have any of it. Like what, Skeletor, like what, what do you think about Skeletor as a character?
1: Well, he's a lot whinier than I remember.
0: Yeah. No, he's a coward. Yeah. I mean, I I like the look. He's got a creepy look. He's iconic in that look. But, yeah, he's goofier. You know, he's got great color schemes. He's got his Havoc staff. But there's nothing to set him. Like, he might as well be a guy with a mustache and a top hat for how he's talking and acting. So, yeah, in that sense, as an adult watching this, he's not menacing. You know, I'm not scared of Skeletor. It's comical, I guess, but yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no way to this episode either. I mean, clearly, cause they can pick up Castle Grayskull, but you just, you don't, none of the threats seem real. right? <sighs> there's not, nothing, you know, and again, Skeletor runs away. They're like, oh, he'll be back. And then they get back to the, uh. The castle and Orko finds out they were all planning a birthday party, and I think he eats a lot of the cake. Is that correct?
1: Well, what he does and is that's he still believes – yeah, that's our episode. But he still believes that nobody's aware that it's his birthday. So he uses his magic to throw himself a party full of cake and candy. Then he eats all that candy, and when it's all gone, they say, hey, come into the kitchen. Chef Allen has something for you and also a cake.
0: Uh, <laughs> Chef Allen, yeah, the Orko storyline is not is only there to give us the lesson at the end, <laughs> right? Like this whole episode, you could have dropped the Orko parts and then pa- padded out a little bit of what was going on. Yeah, with your storyline, with the, with the storyline I'm writing, thirty whatever years <laughs> later. But no, it's just what what was. I don't know if Orko was on every episode, but it's kind of like what was the point of that? Yeah, because it doesn't impact the story. It's if anything, it's just disjointed. It's Orko's purpose is to tell them Castle Gray Skull is gone, but they could have found that out anyway, right? <laughs> any way they wanted right. to. So yeah, it, it is. It is kind of uneven, and it it doesn't seem to. The concern with this doesn't seem like the story was first. I mean, the concern seemed to be like here is what we got to have some comical stuff with Orko. We've got to have a fight scene. Then you get you know you have to have this number of fight scenes. Skeletor has to be there, and then things have to be fine. I mean, you know, it's it's a simplistic, yeah, very simplistic story, with some really heady imagery, which I loved. Like really, some tripped out stuff to look at. I'm curious to see other episodes now because I want to see is this does this happen a lot? You know, is this kind of because that that is a nice sort of, you know, that is your heavy metal swords and sorcerer yeah you know fantasy right there in your kids cartoon let's so,
1: yeah. let's uh, uh let's come back to it in a couple months and make it a binging podcast
0: perhaps yeah. i don't want to learn too much in terms of the morals but yes um so yeah was this a good reality or a bad reality for it you was watching? good it was decent enough that i actually considered
1: showing my girls
0: Oh, really? yeah, I thought it was do you think this you think this was all their attentions they I, are they
1: they're not too old for it now? I don't know, I don't think they are. um, I think they'd find it interesting. um, I think I told you that uh, I introduced my oldest, who's nine, to the uh, fox uh, x men cartoon from yes, the nineties mentioned that and she enjoyed that she enjoyed that so much she actually um we haven't watched it in a week. it was a week ago. We watched two episodes, the first two, and she told me today. Uh, she asked me again who that character was with Storm, and I told her it was Rogue. Oh. And she's like, "I like Rogue." So, oh, so she's following it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and
1: I, you know, it's an action adventure thing. I think He Man might do it. There's Tila. There's the sorceress. There's a cat. There's a scaredy there's, cat. There's a scaredy. They cat. might like it. I I wouldn't oh. mind sitting there watching it with them.
0: Oh, I'd be curious then, yeah, because I don't know. Like I again, I, this was a good reality. This surprised me. Yeah, I I was not prepared to like it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, again, it might be because I went in thinking I would hate it, but, you know, it stoked the right nostalgia for the stuff that was familiar. Did it make you want to get the toys? Not really.
1: Well, no, you you didn't want to have some toys to play with.
0: I I will say that the night after I watched it, I looked up some stuff online, you know, just to see, like, I liked, I wanted to look at more of the box art. I wanted to look at like Ah, uh, the design work for that. No, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it's just it's a fun show. It's a it's a silly show that I think was intentionally silly and, 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 and I liked it. We've got a win. So there you go. There's a little something of something you probably I've already heard. Um, but if you like that, if you like that episode, I would, I would encourage you uh, to, to check out the show. Check out 20th Century Pop where? At 20popcast.com. That's the uh, main website. The most recent episode, even if it's a rerun, is always up there streaming as well as links to all of our past episodes. You can hear all of our past 92 episodes plus bonus episodes. You'll also find links there where you can uh, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and other podcasts providers that way you get a, a new episode every other week when one drops uh, you can also what can you do there you, you 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 can follow us i guess follow us on facebook we got a little facebook page there actually if you want to support the show we're looking for people to support the show uh, i would ask that you follow us on twitter at 20 podcast and also on instagram also at 20 Popcast and kind of interact with us there. Uh, talk with us, share some episodes, share some thoughts, and maybe we can get a little bit of a, of a conversation going. Um, again, we'll be back next week uh, with a brand new episode and uh, Bob will be here. It won't just be me. And, and this part here even will be a little more interesting because of two voices. I don't know. Uh, thanks for checking this out and we'll talk to you in the present of next week about the past. That should have been worded differently, but there you have it. Hey, what, why don't we start the list? We'll each, you read one to me, I'll say whatever, and then I'll read the next one on my list. Okay. Is that seems good or bad. That <laughs> seems perfectly fine. Um, Are you ready? I'll say the first one, and again, we'll alternate. Sure. And here's the thing, though. Ready? Here's the thing. Okay.
1: We both have lists of fake and real, so when you say the real, I'll probably have that on my list.
0: Uh, Maybe. That's true. (laughs) We'll find out. Okay. We'll find out. (laughs) Okay. So, are you ready to start? Yes, go ahead. Leech. No man. Stinkor. Yes, man. Uh, Mantena. Yes, man. Mandy Bull. No, man. Uh, Christopher. No, man. Woman at arm's length. No, man. Evelyn. Yes, man.
1: Knitpicker. No, man. Ninjor. Yes, man. Bendy Leggy.
0: No, man. Clock or. No, man. Carpool Tunnel. No, man. Timepiece, p i e c e. No man. Farmhands. No man. Uh, Timepiece, p e a c e. No man. Snout spout. Yes man. Our <laughs> No man. Elector
1: rat. No man. Seiko. Yes man. Rama
0: rama ding dong.
1: No man.
0: Jitsu. Yes man. Why don't you do four in a row and then I'll do four in a row. Mechanek. Yes, man.
1: Fork fingers. No, man. Clamp champ. Yes, man. Poker champ.
0: No, man. Tennis champ. No, man. All right, you go. Uh, Blast attack. Yes, man. Uh, Rio blast. Mm, Yes, man. Fabergé. No, man. Uh, Dragster. No, man. Balls and hands. No, man. Erector. No, man. Kelazuma. No man <laughs> Cyclone Yes man uh, Psychill No man Squeeze with three S's Yes man Squeeze with four S's
1: Okay maybe I got that wrong then
0: Battle Armor He-Man Yes man Thunder Punch He-Man Probably yes Man Flying Fists man. Yes man Chandlor I think that's enough Tim Gellar Phoebe Gun, <laughs> Monocore Rachel and Screech Screech is a yes yeah, so I will say you only got a couple wrong Weech is a real one you said he was not and uh, Squeeze no you got Squeeze with three S's you got that right Dragster is also a real character
1: yeah you got most, uh, most of mine right too um, did I miss any females? no I don't think you did miss any okay they're memorable names they are, and I, I just, I just love the fact that we came to the same uh, idea. I guess it's not.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know if the listeners will, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. We'll see how that edits down.